And agile is being on your toes constantly, seeing what's happening, what are developments, trying to be faster than your competitors. And to get the people up and running is communicating which direction you go and why you're going there. And that's quite key. From Ellis International, this is the Career Success Podcast. I'm Lauren Steibing, and on today's show, how Dietmar Knuss sees the retail industry changing and what leaders can do to make sure they're developing their teams with skill sets fit for the future. Well, Dimar, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I wanted to discuss with you about how to manage and develop talent in an agile environment. Just because things are changing so quickly today, I wanted to get your insights as the global director of people and organization at Puma, a bit around your thoughts there. But first, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm Dietmar, so I'm overseeing people and organization here in Puma, which actually means people and buildings uh, globally. It's a quite interesting role, I have to say, and I'm always saying that's the best job I ever got in my life. Quite happy to be here because of this unique culture we have in Puma, right? And uh, we live it from the very top, from the board, and, uh, and everyone who has ever been in touch with Puma will notice So uh, we are wonderful people here, and that's the difference. I think we have to work equally hard in these difficult times like any other one else. But uh, the way how we interact with each other, I think, is, is quite unique. So, well, from my background point of view, I am uh, started originally in 1984 as a store manager. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. So I worked in sales for a few years. I spent the first 15 years in retail. Then I moved into IT for three years and then consumer goods for a couple of years. And then I moved into fashion. So I was uh, overseeing global uh, human resources for Hugo Boss before, since I ended up here at Puma 12 years back. I okay. came here as, as usually for three, four years. I'm now 12 years with the brand. <laughs> so uh, obviously, I still love the brand and I still have the feeling that I'm not finished with my work here. Great. So yeah, I wanted to first discuss, you know, as I mentioned, things are changing so quickly today. How do you think managers can make sure that they're developing their teams in the right way or with the right skill sets for the future? Yeah, actual environment, things are changing. It's getting pretty hard to predict things. In in the past, we have been thinking in three, seven-year cycles. For me, it's quite hard to say how the world will be in three years. And uh, just uh, the recent developments actually shows how difficult it is actually to make a prediction. We thought we overcame one crisis with corona and now ending up another one. And everyone's believing that there is a, a war coming up, a bigger one. So, and that means actually at the end, it comes down to two things. It's always communication to the people. Because if you make changes in decisions, then you need to communicate quite well and taking decisions. So mm-hmm. that these are key things in crisis. Uh, and agile is being on your toes constantly, seeing what's happening, what are developments, trying to be faster than your competitors. And to get uh, the people up and running is communicating which direction you go and why you're going there. And that's quite key. And the second thing is that you set up uh, an organization, I think, which is open for that. Uh, they mm-hmm. need to get used to these quick changes. Same here. You need to uh, explain to people why it's important to be on the toes, why it's important to constantly learn and develop yourself further. And at the same time, being in an agile organization means as well that you give responsibility to the lowest possible level so that mm-hmm. people can take decisions. And they're also allowed to fail. And I think this is the most important thing. And that's what most companies are struggling with because they don't give permission for people to fail. Or if somebody's failed, they're putting blame on the person. And the way we should look at it, if people are fail and learn, that's the best thing could actually happen to you as an organization. Yeah, I think that depending on the company, that may have been their way of working or may not have been their way of working. So I think there's been a bigger change in some companies than in others. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. And again, it's a way to get there, right? When you look at kids, you know, how, how do kids learn, right? When kids start walking, you know, they get up, they fall, they get up, they fall, you know, and every time they get a bit better, right, until they walk. That's typically how it works. So, and we adults actually try to be better because if we need to learn new skills, we already believe that we are perfect in that. And if we mm -hmm. have a plan in place that it, it works out perfectly. Yeah, but that's not how life is. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, you can't predict what's actually happening the next week. I mean, the plan you're putting in place may be, be obsolete actually quite soon. And that's the thing. So therefore is, yes, try out things, take risks. And if you discover that things are going the wrong direction, make adjustments, communicate well to your people why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because then they understand and they still follow you. Admitting mistakes sometimes as a leader, I think it's also quite important to get credibility. And that's where I also see in the business space opportunities as well, because often business leaders not openly share with them that they also do mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. But believe me, you can't cheat your people. They know exactly, you know, what you do well and what you don't. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's a cultural thing. Back to your point, I think it's a cultural thing. You need to work hard as an organization. And again, and the more authority and autonomy you give to your people, the better it is. And do you think from an education and training perspective, if you look at MBAs or master's programs, how do you think these will change in the future in the sense of things are changing so quickly, so maybe what you learned a year ago isn't relevant yeah. today? Or how do you see that? Well, again, I have a background, you know, in retail. That's how I started my career. Yeah. And of course, I was studying on my way. I did also an MBA. But so what is the MBA worth I did 20 years back? Yes, it gave a good base. Actually, you start to your career, but mm -hmm. you need to be constantly on your toes because skills are expected, actually, and especially in the next 10 years. You know, the business requires certain skills where no one is prepared for, mm -hmm. especially in the digital space. So, you will come up with new jobs, actually, which haven't been there, and there's no education program at the moment in place which supports mm -hmm. that. That means we need to constantly learn and adapt. And I think that's the thing. And again, MBA, bachelor, nice, good good base to start with. But then you need to keep on being on your toes and constantly things changing. And the way how Puma looks at it is, so we have a lot of on-the-job learning. So we have this 70-20-10 okay. rule um, you may be familiar with. And because the steepest learning curve is actually with the job, with the tasks, with the projects you have to manage. And, and yes, 20% is learning from others. So peer learning is quite key as well. So we have a, quite a few platforms where people can learn from others. And the 10% is actually the traditional learning, you know, pass or presence trainings with trainers. But also a lot of training is now transferred to a digital space so that you can learn on demand, so that you have access to a lot of learning programs where you can decide when's the best time for you to learn, mm -hmm. because it's also different. And that's my answer to that. But constant learning is an attitude, right? So whether you want yeah. to do that. And I still discover a few people who reach either a certain age or, as, as you said, they have a certain degree. And then they think, well, I achieved something in my life and they lean back. Uh, but that's the worst thing could happen to you, yeah? that you have the feeling that you finished with learning that, right? Yeah. And which leadership skills do you believe are the most relevant within the retail industry today? I'm not the youngest anymore. I think uh, also I developed the requirements to leadership today are so different to probably 20 years back. We need to see that, especially with the internet, I mean, access to know-how is available and yeah. uh, can be distributed quite well. While 20, 25 years back, it was not that easily. That means everyone who had an academic background, people were looking up to, and they were believing that you have all the wisdom and you as a leader, you are the one taking decision and you're always right. 
So today, everyone can check whether you're right with your skill. They just Google it and they get an answer in seconds. And so the role of the leader has changed. We can't be the ones with all the wisdom in this fast-moving world. We're becoming more facilitator now. Yeah, mm-hmm. So we are the one maybe have a bit more life experience. Uh, we manage quite a few things. Uh, we can help them to pe- point people in the right direction. It's more uh, looking after the team, the team spirit, the skills, so that we show a bit direction, which direction we want to go. I truly believe in leading by examples. You say maybe that's a bit old-fashioned, but I think this will evergreen that whatever you pray, you should do yourself. You want your people to do that you also do it yourself. From a leadership point of view, again, it's more facilitation, it's coaching, is is directing the right direction, is making sure that the team is not eating each other up alive. So the team dynamics are managing and sharing, of course, the wisdom, you know, of your experience and sharing your wisdom and, and letting go. I think that's also quite important leadership skill is go with the flow. It's like a shepherd because the herd of sheep is going in a manic direction, but the shepherds just want to say, okay, this is the direction I want to go. And sometimes they go to the left. It's okay. Sometimes they go to the right. It's also okay as long as they go in the right direction, right? Uh, yeah. And that's more or less what's happening here as well. You need to be flexible as well. So you need to allow people to move direction sometimes as long as they generally go in the direction you want them to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, data and analytics are more and more present, I would say, more than ever today. Which analytics have you found to be the most helpful when it comes to talent development? Yeah, I mean, we're using a system which allows us to have access to data, but I have to say it's sometimes a bit overwhelming because uh, it's nice that people have data now. First of all, you have to make sure that data is accurate so that you can rely on the data. And secondly, the most people have difficulties to interpret it, right, the data in the right way. And the way you need to look at it is more or less that you come up with the question you want to get answered. And then you need to see what are the data which supports an answer to to your question. And then I truly believe that this good old God feeling is quite important still. So the feeling uh, you gain over years, so intuition is also key. And then getting the data to confirm your intuition, whether your intuition is right or wrong. And what are the data nowadays is that you have a good overview of what's happening in your organization. Is For us, for example, is always to measure, do we have our talent pipeline filled? So what is the skills we have in our organization? Are we sufficiently supplied with the right skills we need moving forward? Are we promoting from within? We have a promote from within strategy. So last year, we filled 81% of our open leadership positions from within to see, do we follow that philosophy? Then is the question, do we have on every level actually enough people in the pipeline? Uh, Since we want to grow 50% on average, that means also that we need to hire people from junior positions. We need to develop them. We need to see where they stand and uh, whether we're on track. Again, we don't want to hire too many people at senior level actually from outside the organization Mm -hmm. is our strategy. Then also about when people leave us uh, to understand why talents are leaving us, getting here a certain pattern. So what's the time they typically stay with you? What are the patterns? Why do they leave you? Is it because they haven't seen a pay raise? Maybe we paid them badly. Are there some departments where we have a higher frequency of people leaving? And that's where data can help us, getting a good overview about what's happening. Well, Dietmar, you know, Puma is such an admired company. And thank you for sharing all of your insights there. I know that leaders are looking for support, looking for ways to also educate themselves and understand, you know, how they can keep developing in an agile environment. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much, Lauren, for this opportunity. Thank you.